0: Welcome to With Intention. This is John Giganti. Thanks so much for being here. I'm really excited to be in this amazing setting at Denison University. We're here in Granville, Ohio, and we're about to interview James Clear. James is a friend of mine. He went to school at Denison. He's a thought leader on habits, and I'm excited to talk to him. A lot of people have heard the term, oh, you should
1: start small. I'll just focus on running 10 minutes. But the, even that is like still way too big. What I'm talking about is like tying
0: your running shoes. How are you, man? Good, dude. Nice to see you. Yeah, you too. Thanks for coming. We met, I think it's six years ago. Why don't you talk about what you do and then we'll get into the why behind it.
1: Sure. Well. I mean, as you know, I've been writing for the last five, six years now. So I spend most of my time writing about habits, behavior change. My focus is on trying to find good ideas and then share them and make them interesting and accessible and practical
0: to apply. Okay, so we're back at Denison University, Granville, Ohio. This is where you play ball. Yeah. Got your cap on. What does this place mean to you? Coming to Denison was
1: one of the best decisions I've ever made. I don't even say that as someone who's like trying to hype it up or anything. It just, it was transformative for me. I was also coming back from a serious injury and rebounding from, um, from that. And this was like the perfect place for me to do it. My sophomore year of high school, uh, I was in the face of the baseball bat, kind of total accident. But the Bat came flying through the air and came around my head and hit me like right in between the eyes. Wow. Broke both eye sockets, broken nose, uh, broke my ethmoid bone, which is the bone behind your nose. Um, Bulging left eye, I had double vision uh, between all of this, I couldn't, you know, I couldn't drive for like eight of the next nine months. Um, I had to go to physical therapy and practice really basic stuff, like walking in a straight line. I got back and started to play, and I got this itch to try to get better. Um, but I didn't have any option to like transform rapidly. I had to start slow. I had to start small sure. um, and so I just tried to focus on whatever little piece I could to to make some tiny improvement each day. The story really of my in a lot of ways of my life, but especially of my Denison career, is that I just kept getting better every year. Um, and so, you know, first I was just trying to get back and operate at some decent level. And then the, my second year, I was able to
0: start. then my third year, I was team captain. And then my fourth year, I was an academic wow. All-American. So how did you, I know you, you're right about it now, you're a thought leader on habits and performance now, but how did you have that mindset? Uh, was that by intention did you know that going in that hey i've got a goal did you set a goal by senior year i want to do x or was it just no every day i want to just get a little bit better (laughs) you
1: know what's funny is that uh i set a lot of goals in high school yeah i was like obsessed with trying to think about you know what i wanted to achieve and what awards i wanted to win and all that type of stuff so i was very goal oriented uh, to start i I would say that was like my initial bias yeah um and now i'm much more system focused Mm -hmm. i worry much less about the goal and much Mm -hmm. more about the process and the system the daily practice on the field, the daily studying for mm. class,
0: the um, you know continual training in the gym. So it's interesting. I, I would say out of, I was thinking about this this morning, driving over, out of all the stuff that I've learned from you and talking and reading, probably the perspective change for me on goal setting mm. is probably the number one thing.
1: Yeah, it's an interesting, and somewhat mm. counterintuitive thing. Like an example that I give a lot, uh, say that you set a goal of cleaning your garage. Uh, now your garage might be messy and you work up a burst of motivation, you go out there some Saturday, you clean it all up, uh, you get the result that you want. Yeah. So the garage is clean, but if you didn't change the messy, sloppy pack rat habits that led to a messy garage, then like two weeks from now or three months from now or whatever, you're gonna have a messy garage again. Yeah, sure. yeah. Any result that you get is only a temporary change. Um, and so if you're not committed to the system, if you're not committed to the process, then
0: at best you can hope for a burst of motivation and a temporary improvement. Yeah, but how do you, how do, you do that? If you're struggling with something or you, you wanna get better, how do you embrace that?
1: Yeah, there. I mean, there are a variety of changes you can make. One example is environment design. You know, if you walk into pretty much any living room in America, mm-hmm. all the couches and chairs face the television. Mm-hmm. So it's like, what is that room designed to get you to do? It's designed to get you to watch TV. Sure. So if you wanna watch less TV, redesign the environment, put the TV inside a wall unit and close it so that you don't see it as much. You know, you're just trying to like reduce your exposure to cues in the environment that are driving you to toward negative habits. Yeah. And then at the same time, you can increase your exposure to positive cues. So, you know, for example, we buy apples and put them in the bottom of the fridge in the crisper. And then I would forget that they were there and they would go bad. And then (laughs) two weeks later, (laughs) I'd have to throw them out. I'd be super annoyed that we're like, you know, wasting money and stuff. What we did was we went and bought a, Uh, display bowl and put it in the center of the uh, counter in the kitchen and then put the the apples in there. And now they're gone in like two days. And that idea of putting fewer steps between you and the good behaviors Mm -hmm. and more steps between you and the bad behaviors. It sounds simple, but so much of the game of winning habits is about reducing friction of your good habits and increasing the friction of your bad ones. And if you can do that, environment design is one good way to do
0: it. Uh, then you often find that making the right choice is much easier. Sure. Take us through a day in the life. Like, how do you start your day where you can reduce that friction?
1: Yeah. Well, so one way I like to think about it is with a concept that I call decisive moments. Uh, And so like there's a moment, for example, every night around 515 or so, my wife gets home from work and either we change into our workout clothes and go to the gym or uh, we sit on the couch and turn on the TV and watch a show and order food or whatever. And it's really that like two minute span of whether we change into our workout clothes or not that determines yeah. if the workout happens. Yeah. It, it like sets the tone for the whole, the next two hours. And uh, that's what I call a decisive moment. That, you know, living a good evening in that sense, mm-hmm. uh, being productive or being healthy is really just about getting those two minutes mm-hmm. under control. So when you ask, what's a day in the life like for you? What I try to think about is where are those decisive moments throughout my day? And how can I just pour my energy into mastering those? Because if I can just master that ten to twenty minutes throughout, sprinkled throughout the day, then I can
0: end up living a really good day. Yesterday, when worked out, I did not want to go, mm. and the first five minutes were a bear. And it's like all of a sudden you start to break a sweat, mm-hmm. and like something you get in that flow state or whatever it is, and then I had a great workout. You know, forty-five minutes later. Yeah,
1: there's something about I. I don't know that it works exactly this way, but like in physics, the concept. You know, if you have a box on the table, the coefficient of friction, how much friction it's facing, uh, is higher when it's static Mm -hmm. than when it's moving. Once Mm -hmm. it's moving, the the coefficient of friction reduces. When you aren't moving, you feel more friction. You feel more resistance. And as soon as you get going, uh, things loosen up a little bit. A lot of people have heard the term, oh, you should start smaller, you should only do a little bit and then you know, let it compound from there. But even when you know you should start small, it's easy to start way too big. Like if I say that to someone, they'll say, oh, okay, well, I wanted to run three miles, so I'll just focus on running 10 minutes. But even that is like still way too big. What I'm talking about is like tying your running shoes. All we're trying to do is just like get that box moving. We're just trying to reduce the friction a little bit. We're trying to like grease the wheel. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. And as long as you get your running shoes on and like grab your water bottle and step out the door,
0: 90% of the time the rest of it's going to follow afterward. Well, I just want to thank you. You've had a significant impact on my life. Oh, thanks, man. I appreciate that. Really cool to see again from 2012 to see all you're doing. I'm excited about about the book. So, tell us where can we find the book or Said October? Sure.
1: October 16th. October 16th okay. uh, atomichabits.com okay. is the, the place where you can go to check it out. Uh, it's called Atomic Habits Tiny Changes Remarkable Results. Awesome, man. Yeah. Thanks for being here. Thanks, John. Appreciate it.